Welcome to the Lost Boys, the Found Fathers podcast. I'm Gabe O'Sullivan, and joining me is my co-host, Will Haycox. We are men who have suffered the loss of a child, and through this production, we desire to offer encouragement, strength, and hope to our fellow brothers who have traveled the same journey. Uh, welcome back, Will, and thank you all for joining us on episode 32 as we're going to continue our discussion from last uh, episode about, you know, when will I ever be able to live normally again? When will I be able to laugh, you know, normally again? And, and what does that look like going through? So we had spent episode 31 kind of talking about some difficult things that, that you may be experiencing uh, after the loss of a child. And so now we're going to talk about some kind of encouraging and practical steps of how do I move past those uh, thoughts of, of negativity, guilt, depression that we talked about last time and uh, how do we how do we move into a, a new normal, so to speak? Mm. Thank you for that, Gabe. And yeah, that's pretty much what we were what we were planning on. There was last episode was going to be a little little tough, a little heavy, acknowledging like yeah, it's not going to be normal for a while. Maybe it won't be normal in the same sense that you knew normal before ever again. But just because you said there, just because it's not normal doesn't mean it's bad. Um, I think that's a, a good thing to remember because uh, we're creatures of habit. I know some of us like change, accept change more than others. I know I'm the kind that when things change, my first reaction is, nope, don't like this. This isn't as good as what it was before and change is bad. I don't want it. So uh, yeah, that's uh, that happens whether it's some major change in my life or if my, I come home and my wife's like, let's repaint the walls over here. I'm like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> kind of like this weird gray green color we have. I don't know if I want to switch to a green gray. So <laughs> yeah. Um, so what we're gonna do in this episode, uh, we're gonna try to give you some some more practical steps as to how to get back towards quote unquote normal life. Um, and I think the first one, if you have listened to all the episodes to this point, you're probably getting tired of us saying it. But if you are getting tired of us saying it, I think you've missed the point of the show. Um, Seeking a deeper relationship with God is going to be the the only thing that's going to heal you in a, a real and lasting way. Uh, like I said, we've said this several times throughout the podcast that uh, we've talked about doing a quiet time. We've talked about accountability groups. We've talked about books that our pastor's written, and we've got tons of verses that we've quoted out of the Bible here. And that's because this podcast is about our faith about what the Lord's done for us and how he has allowed us to trust him to, to see hope in him and and what he has done for us through sacrifice of Jesus and his resurrection and so you just to know that God is true and your feelings may not always be I think is a really important thing and I, I threw uh, in here Proverbs 3 5 through 8 and it says trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths be not wise in your own eyes fear the Lord and turn away from evil it will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones and if you're familiar with Proverbs it's exactly what it says it's a book of uh, wise sayings and some of them make more sense to us in our modern context than others but I think you could take every one of these verses here separately and they'd all be good advice and to take them all together just really patterns a life of living after God's plans, God's heart and choosing his wisdom rather than 
your convenience. And, you know, Gabe, you can jump in here, but each of these, like I just said, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. That's like, that should be everybody's life first. I know it should be mine because half the time or more than half the time I wake up in the morning, it may not be a clean cut. Am I going to trust God or am I going to lean on my own understanding? But most of the time, if I'm not intentional about it, I end up leaning on my own understanding and, and doing what I want to do. Verse 6, in all your ways acknowledge him and he'll make straight your paths. When I end up leaning on my own understanding, the path can get kind of crooked and kind of rocky there. Be not wise in your own eyes, fear the Lord, and turn away from evil. Being wise in your own eyes is a reason why I choose to lean on my own understanding. And typically it leads me towards evil more than it leads me towards good. And verse 8, it will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. So basically to boil all that down, trust God, follow his plan. Don't think that you're smarter than God and follow your own path because that leads to evil and God's ways lead to good. And if you do this, not only is it for your benefit, but it's for your healing and refreshes you in your body. I think that's that's just one of many verses that could counsel you to trust God and to follow Him. And we read at the, the end of, of last episode, Romans 8, 28 through 32, and that's just the whole the passage there where it talks about what God has done for us and how for those who are called according to His purpose, He's promised to turn all things for good. And I think that's the kind of... God, the kind of encourager that we need when we're going through a loss, like losing a child. And I just know, I'll let you speak to this, Gabe, but I know for me, if I didn't have this relationship with the Lord, I would not be here doing this podcast for sure, but who knows where I'd be. I could be, my wife and I could be divorced. I could be following old habits that I was in. Before I was a Christian, that were destructive life habits, may not be gainfully employed, whatever. Or I could be all those things, and I could just be the most bitter person that you've ever been around. So the Lord really has been the biggest part of me getting back to a, quote, normal life and being able to live in a way that encourages others and builds them up rather than tearing down everybody around me. That's awesome. And I think that goes right to that last verse you read where it said, it will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones because mm-hmm. you you have allowed the Lord to heal you. You know, some guys are going to not do that. If they don't have that relationship with the Lord, they're going to think they just need to, you know, muscle through this, but it's, mm-hmm. it's not going to end up going well. You know, I'm not saying that you can't, you don't have some, you know, some natural ability to, to overcome this because people do it do every day to an extent but like to truly be healed and refreshed like we need to let the let God do that because mm-hmm. you and I believe that God created you so he knows your inmost being as this as the, as the word says and so he knows exactly what you need to heal mm-hmm. a whole lot better than you know what you need to heal and that's that's where um that's exactly what you're saying, man. That's what you've allowed God to do. And so that's our prayer for anybody that's listening to this, that they would come into that relationship with Christ and allow him to heal them. You know, and, and not only is this for benefit for you now, but this benefits you for eternity. Because, mm-hmm. again, if we're not talking about, hey, just follow some religion so that you have some sort of peace here on earth through your tragedies or difficulties. We're talking about saving your soul so you don't die and go to hell one day and spend eternity separated from your child. Uh, we're talking about 
you know, spending eternity in heaven with the Lord who saved you. Um, so that way you're not eternally punished. So I know that's kind of heavy, but that's the truth, and that's what we mm-hmm. believe. And that's why it's not only important that you give your life to Christ for the positive benefits that you'll gain now on earth, but but most importantly, because eternity is a long time, mm-hmm. um, as Prince says in, mm-hmm. uh, in uh, one of his songs, right? So... Um, Always got to throw a little shout out to Prince every now and then. <laughs> and so uh, I want to follow that up with a point that you make here on our notes that says, do not chase the same life and feelings that you had before. Um, can you speak to that a little bit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think you could really apply it to any major life change. Like I said in the last episode, you know, change is something that humans always struggle with. You know, if you say you had a long-term relationship, a long-term girlfriend, and you have all the same friends and you hang out in all the same places and things go bad and you break up with her, you're not going to be able to do all those things. Like you might try, you might still go hang out with all those friends and you might still go to all those places, but probably she's going to be there. And even if she's not there, there's going to be some residual awkwardness when the friends try to decide, am I his friend or am I her friend? Or is this his hangout place with us? Or is this her hangout place with us? So as much as you try to make things the same as they always were for really for your own comfort, they're never going to be that way. You know, if you have a job and you're, say you've gotten along for 10 years as you and these 10 coworkers and there's a boss, then the boss retires and you get promoted. Like that's good that you got promoted. But your relationship with all those coworkers that you've had for a decade isn't going to be the same because change changes things and it can't always be the same no matter how comfortable you were with what you had before. So just the same way that those situations aren't the same circumstances, remember that you're not the same person that you were before your wife got pregnant and that you knew like, hey, I am a father now even though my child's not born. There is a human inside my wife, and I'm a father to that person. And then it changes you when you feel that baby kick for the first time, and it changes you when your child is born, or if you if your child is still born, or if you miscarry, it changes you when you find out that that child isn't with you anymore, and it's in heaven. And just the same way that you're changed there, your relationship with your wife is going to be changed because now you're having to go through this grief that even if we talked about last episode you know you may have been prepared for losing a child if you've experienced grief in the immediate family before even if you and your wife have both experienced great grief you've never experienced the loss of a child you never experienced this loss together so learning to be patient and loving and gentle i think are going to be the most important things you can do with your wife and you can you can throw in some other adjectives there maybe um, but being these things are not adjectives are they gave their verbs uh, sorry grammar Nazis uh, but Man, uh, I, I don't know bro. I'm, I'm a chiropractor <laughs> yeah. I'm not an English major uh, I was a history major so I should know there you go but um, but no I mean learning to be those things to your wife and to have that grace, extend that grace to her when she's having a bad day and maybe she's just so caught up and bound up and her nerves are so frazzled by trying to handle and deal with daily life and the loss of your child that 
she lashes out at you or she shuts down and she doesn't want to talk to you or you know whatever it is remember that you are going to deal with those same things you may not respond the same way that she responds but you can't control someone else's actions so for you to control your actions and to reach out to your wife with patience and with love and kindness and gentleness that's the only way you're going to really create or establish an environment where you and your wife can have a healing relationship toward one another and I would like to say those are definitely adjectives. They are adjectives. Patience. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah, okay. But you know, and I, and I love what you said there, that that's, you, you were saying like, you basically, you were speaking to personal responsibility. Mm-hmm. You were saying, hey, if if I'm experiencing a situation where my wife is having a hard time, how am I going to respond to that? You know, mm-hmm. with, with patience, with, with love, with kindness, with gentleness, mm-hmm. with understanding, right? We talked about with Pastor Ashton, seek first to understand, then to be understood. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that is such a great point there, man, because mm-hmm. we can't control other people. We can't control what other people do, say, think, but we can control how we respond to that, you mm-hmm. know, and it makes me think back to um, playing or coaching a sixth grade boys basketball team years ago, and mm-hmm. I had this, this, this one kid that was a hothead, and man, if... I mean, if he felt like he was getting fouled too much, which in that age group, they're all getting fouled. You know, like every play that time before, it's just whether the refs call it or not. Well, he could let that just derail him. And he was a pretty good player. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he got angry, like, then it just turned into, like, WWE instead mm-hmm. of basketball. And I remember this because it spoke to me, and I don't know where it came from. It came from my inner Coach K, I guess. Um, I pulled him over to the sideline, and I was like, because it was getting a little heated. And I said, listen, boys, who is in control of, of you? And who's in control of this game? The refs. The refs are terrible. They're not mm-hmm. making good calls. The other team's fouls. I said, no, 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 no. Who's in control of, mm-hmm. of you and who's in control of this game? Mm-hmm. I don't know. What are you talking about? And I was like, you are. Like, you are the only one that's in control of you. Mm-hmm. Like, they are in control of them. They might be doing something you don't like or agree with right now, but you're in control of how you mm-hmm. respond to that. Mm-hmm. And in my moment of Zen Shashevskyism, um, I was like, "Wow, that's that's going to stick mm-hmm. with me." You know, mm-hmm. obviously, I needed to hear that as mm-hmm. much as they needed to hear that. So mm-hmm. it's not about what's going on around us; it's about how do we respond to what's going on around us. And mm-hmm. I will I will throw this in because I'm a I'm a big you know like um, I don't know I'm I'm very I'm a big fan of 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 reading about. Um, special forces and this kind of thing because I, I didn't ever do any of that um, except for when I was like you know nine years old like playing in the creek you mm-hmm. know and I thought I was Rambo or mm-hmm. Commando or something like that yeah. right but they the Navy SEAL Creed uh, a few of them are calm is contagious slow is smooth smooth is fast and that kind of makes me think about that when we're like okay you know it just goes back to personal responsibility like if it, if it's if a situation's tough or seems unmanageable, let's detach from that. And that's not my, this is not my original stuff. Go listen to Jocko Willink, and you'll learn a lot more about this. We detach from that situation. We pull ourselves back, and we think, okay, can I can either act to this or I can react to this. Sure. It's better if we take ourselves back, think about how can we calmly and and um, smoothly. Okay, address this situation or these feelings mm-hmm. that my wife may be having that are different than mine, um, and then 
or even or even feelings that we may be having mm-hmm. that we kind of realize oh man this is not rational or this is dangerous or this is like not good for me well how can i back up from this and mm-hmm. then pivot and then move in a different direction that is healthy mm-hmm. yeah and just like you said there don't try to control things you can't control and don't like you said if you get too caught up you realize like hey i can't handle this right now i'm about to you know whatever burst in whatever way i'm about to just totally pull myself away or i'm about to scream or you know whatever it is i think a good piece of advice there like you said is to just be open to the new and don't try to hold on to the old or try to force a situation to be what you want it to be and what you're maybe more comfortable with because if you do that in this context you might delay healing between you and your wife or you might prevent relationships from growing or damage the relationship even worse if you're trying to we've talked before you know about the differences stereotypically the differences between men and women grieving and if you just come up to your wife one day and you're like hey you've been crying for a week get over it mm. it's probably not going to help your relationship it's man. not going like, to go well just yeah. in case you were wondering it's generally not the way you should talk to your wife ever if you want to have a good marital relationship uh, but especially in this context that grief is different for each person we've said several times and especially between you and your wife that's something that you need to handle with grace and openness to the new and embrace it that, that this is what it is now and you can see good you can see growth and you can see love bloom in new ways between you and your wife when she sees that you're there for her and that you are patient and you're gentle with her when she's having a bad day and the same token when your wife is patient and shows love and grace to you when you're having a bad day you get to see a new side of her that you've never seen before mm. and i think it's it's important that you and your wife are on the same page and i guess the easiest way to get on that same page is to to show this kindness and patience and having conversations with each other about where you are in your grief and you know how's the day been how's the week been how's the month been you know looking back and like we talk about you know trying to force things isn't going to help it but having the chance taking the chance to sit down with your wife and just like you know we call it at work like a check-in meeting and it doesn't have to be obviously as formal as a check-in with your wife on on her feelings and your feelings but if you want to call it that sure like sit down once a week with your wife and just be like hey how are things you know it's been been a week it's been a month it's been two years how are you feeling you know and and how's the last year been how do you think our relationship is you know i think it's a, a healthy thing to have those conversations proactively rather than waiting until you or your wife just cannot stand the situation and you just approach that conversation with, I hate this that you're doing and I hate that that you're doing. And you know, then immediately you get defensive, things fall apart. Mm. So as important as it is to be on the same page, I think it's important to not smother one another. Um, and I think that that all ties back into, I don't have to get into that, but it all ties back into acting with patience and kindness and gentleness. And it's hard to be patient and pesky at the same time so Mm. i I think if you're acting with patience 
that's good. And I'll let you, what were you going to say there, Gabe? No, I just say that's all so good. And I'll just say, remind the guys that your wife wants you to be her rescuer. Mm. Like, that's what she wants. Mm -hmm. And even if she doesn't know how to express that, deep down, that's what she wants. Women want to have someone that is there that they can feel safe with. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's important for you to remember that so that you will be that strong man for her. Uh, But she also wants to know that you're a human. Mm -hmm. And so there's that delicate balance between being strong, being her rock, helping her move forward, but also letting her know that you do have feelings. And, mm-hmm. and we've talked about that in previous episodes, about how you're not just a robot that doesn't care about the situation, uh, because then that would cause a great deal of hurt and pain if she didn't think that you cared, mm-hmm. um, or if you acted as if though you didn't care. So mm-hmm. just remember, you're, you know, you're a... Uh, yeah, you're her rock, but mm-hmm. you're but you're also um, her shoulder to cry on mm-hmm. at the same time. Yeah, I think the last bit of advice we'll leave you with in this one is just to let good things happen. And I know that's a probably when I wrote it, I was like, that sounds kind of hippy dippy, you know? Like, oh, yes, that's a, a new little, T-shirt. Little silly, yeah. It's a life is good. We're gonna, it, yeah, we're gonna let, good change, things let good things happen. But uh, you know, like I mean, I think it's true. If I know there are times in my life when I was just so worried about something i was so frustrated i was so anxious that like someone could have walked up to me and been like here's 20 million dollars and i would have been like why are you giving that to me are you you're trying to get something from me you're trying to control me you're trying to manipulate me instead of being like 20 million dollars cool sure i'll take that so i think the same thing like if you're if you're so focused on your pain your anger your grief that your entire outlook is soured it's not likely you're able to find much joy in life and that's joy in somebody just gave you a life-changing amount of money or in something that's probably a little more likely to happen your wife comes to you sweetly one day and she's like let's just spend a day together you know like it's been a while since we've had a weekend where we can both relax let's just hang out around the house we'll stay in our pajamas we'll watch movies or we'll let's go out on the town and let's do something if your your outlook is soured by dwelling on all of the hurt and the pain and the grief to the point that you can't, you don't want to relax, you don't want to open yourself up to, like you just said there, Gabe, instead of being strong for her, you don't want to open yourself up to seeming weak because you you were whatever, you know, you didn't want to go do this fun thing that she wanted to do, then instead of having that good time of healing and just rest with your wife, you're going to put another block in the wall between the two of you. Mm. And I think uh, Romans thirteen fifteen says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. So the God of hope will fill you with all joy and peace, so that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And again, God is more powerful than your your grief, your depression, your uh, the sourness that you might feel if you focus on pain and anger and grief, but then those things don't work together. You know, it may take if you just build up this wall between you and the world and you isolate yourself, it's going to be a whole lot harder and it's going to take a lot longer for the Holy Spirit to fill you and to beat down that wall and build up hope and joy in your life. So if you 
are open to that in the first place. He doesn't have to knock a wall down to get you where he wants you to be. So just some practical things there, Gabe, like make time to spend nights out with your friends, have board game nights, you know, whatever. Go to the dinner, go see your friends and take trips, go see your family, whatever it is that you used to do and you used to enjoy, go do those things. That Life doesn't have to be totally different and just because you've been through this trauma doesn't mean that you have to sit at home every day on the couch and cry that you and your wife can go and do fun things and so some things change some things remain the same may take you weeks months or years but if you're intentional to draw closer to the lord draw closer to your wife allow the lord to work in your heart you can eventually find yourself taking pleasure in the good gifts that god's given you and and the provisions that he's provided So just take the time to thank God for giving you the blessings he's given you, and he will draw you nearer to him. Man, that's great. And I think, you know, the thing that we want you to to leave this episode with is that um, you can experience good again. And Mm -hmm. and, but you have to sometimes be proactive Mm -hmm. in getting it back out there and getting Mm -hmm. back in the game, so to speak. Uh, And 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 that's that's going to be good. That's going to be healthy. That's going to be good for your healing. Um, So thank you all for joining us again today on this episode 32. Uh, Make sure you follow Lost Boys and Found Fathers on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can check out my book. It's called Thy Will Be Done. You can put a question mark at the end of that phrase. And my name is Gabriel O'Sullivan. And I will throw up a little uh, shout out here. This is February 12th, 2022. Hopefully by the end of this month, uh, you'll be able to search for a new book that I have uh, putting out. And it's called... Oh, let me think of the name. I've changed the name so many times. Uh, the name of this book is going to be Every Little Thing, Six Small Steps to Perfect Peace. And you'll be able to find that wherever you buy books. So thank you all again for joining us. Let's not be lost. Let's be found in him.